0: Here we go. You guys are listening to Rogue Methods Podcast with your host, Raul Martinez. Uh, still don't have any titles based off of that first one that I said I was going to do titles, and uh, I probably won't. Because you guys that are listening are, are pretty much people that, that see what I post and, and hear what I say, and we all kind of interact, so... You guys know the titles and if you want me to make up a title, just DM me and I'll I'll, I'll make one up and then I'll, I'll give you a shout out <laughs> on here on the next episode. So today's theme or today's episode title is, is just uh it's just a catching up, right? We had a kick ass weekend in Dallas last weekend with the close contact gunfighter, a ton of people in that class. That was sold out to capacity. We had law enforcement. We had jiu-jitsu fighters, black belts, purple belts. All the belts were there in attendance fighting and navigating other human beings with, with guns and punches. And look, uh, I'm not trying to reinvent the fighting wheel or world. I'm just giving you my take on it. That's what the Rogue Methods program is. It's what I have seen and what some of my guys have seen in law enforcement, in combat, in dealing with people who don't want to be detained via our own personal experiences or the analysis of videos thereof. And it, none of it is bullshit. Like, it's funny when people are like, oh, I would do this. or I would knee him in the face. Well, I would elbow. I would put my, eye on my fingers in his eyes. I was like, no, you won't. Because how I know this is because we try to do that while fighting for a gun, while not trying, trying not to get shot and the other person's actively trying to do everything we don't want them to do. There's a reason why this program is what it is and why it's beneficial to anyone who carries a gun in self-defense or just because they carry a gun as a profession, even though they don't want to use it. I know a lot of cops that carry guns that have no interest in shooting anyone. And that's how it should be. Law enforcement isn't a job where, yeah, man, I can't wait to get my first my first gunfight. Like cops that think like that are a problem. Uh, yes, you should be aggressive and you should be willing to go the distance, but that's not your mentality. Like you're in America, man. It's not like, oh, let's just go shoot Americans. I don't think you grasp the fact that you are working for the general public, and it's 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 our land. These are our countrymen. We don't treat people like that here. At least you shouldn't. Even shitbags have rights, and until they take those rights from themselves. Uh, You have to extend those rights as a true professional in a profession that was not designed to be as aggressive as it's become. But on a caveat there, it hasn't become aggressive by itself. It's become more aggressive because the criminal class too has become more aggressive and more disrespectful. So everything's Everything it has a cause and an effect. Nothing just changes for the sake of change. Things change because other things change and create influence in that change. So out in Dallas, in this Catching Up uh, episode, we had a bunch of, uh, we had a, a few federal law enforcement, we had some local law enforcement, and then we had SWAT dudes and we had jiu-jitsu black belts and... Uh, BJJ black belts and, 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 and purple. Like, it, it was an awesome combination of skill met, like, that was met with zero skill. Not zero skill as in being a human with zero skill, but there were people in the class that had never been punched before, that have never thrown a punch at another human. Uh, I take that level of responsibility as an instructor like to the top you come to me because you want to be better at fighting. You want to be better at shooting. You want to be better at negotiating fucking deals. Anything you want to be better at that I'm good at, that I'm going to share with you, I'm going to give you hundred percent. And I take that with a sense of pride. So when I have a guy in a class, it's like, I've never been punched in the face and I've never punched anybody in the face. Well, check it out. I have something for that. The close contact gunfighter program has a little bit, of this and a little bit of that for everybody. The seminars are fun because they're quick, they're in your face. You get to punch somebody, they get to punch you. We're all learning, we're all gathering information and we're active and it's dirty and messy and fuck, it's fun. This, the seminar has that. And that's why people are attracted to that smaller block of instruction. Is this really for me? It's like testing the waters before you jump in. You're kind of like, all right, I, I can get behind this. And that's what we want. We want somebody to, to go to something just a little shorter, just so that they can test those waters. Then we have the full course and the full course has medical. Uh, it has, uh, it has fighting. It has fighting on the ground. It has getting off the ground. It's not jujitsu. It's not anything like that. It's a combination of things modeled around what people do anyway when there's a gun involved. So it's, it's really zeroed in on that stuff. It, it's not just like, oh, we're just going to do this because this is my favorite jujitsu move. Fuck that. That's not what this is. This is the exploration of human events, human activity when they're threatened with fucking pain. And that pain comes in the form of punches. It comes in the form of slaps. It comes in the forms of projectiles coming out of the training guns, like getting taken down, hitting the fucking ground. Like all those things are there's there's pain associated with failing. So we set up drills. We do a lot of cool stuff. And this is how the class was flowing. We're doing drills, We're being super active working with our partners and flowing, and then the drills would go live. And then we would go back and fine tune the little things. And we would move on as we, as, we, as we needed to based on how much was being gathered and collected and performed so that when we got to the drills, we had something to work off of. And that's the whole point of teaching anybody. If you're an instructor or some sort of coach, you're giving them the little skills and then applying them to a fast-paced environment to see if they've stuck. And our job is to fine-tune, fix, and redo if need be and make them better. And that's what we saw this whole weekend. People that have never been punched in the face were comfortable being in other people's faces. Were comfortable getting hit and continuing to fight. Uh, The exhaustion that comes from a a battle with another human that doesn't want to give up their ground. So it's both of you are fighting for the flag that you possess. And it's beautiful. Beautiful. It's beautiful because it's aggressive, but it's friendly. It's powerful and exhausting, but it's in the confines of growth and betterment. So nobody's trying to hurt you. They're trying to win, and you're trying to win, and that's the nature of competition. But nobody's trying to hurt anybody, though we get we get bumps and bruises. I'm not going to lie. There's bumps and bruises, but we should have those. We should know that our bodies are capable of enduring pain, enduring the struggles of fatigue like we should we should experience these things in training we shouldn't experience these things in life so that when shit goes really bad it's not the time to figure that shit out i want you guys to already have a baseline already have the files to reference and you're not trying to figure it out day of that's not what this is and we saw that in that class in dallas is 105 degree heat some people rolled in right from the fieldcraft craft class, right into our class with Rogue Methods, and it was a fucking scorcher. 105 degrees. It felt like 110. Some light breezes moving here and there. Application of sunscreen four or five times just because the sun was beating down. It had rained a few days before, so everything was soaked and humid. It was the perfect conditions to fatigue you, push you to the limits. Force you to be proactive about understanding your body, staying hydrated, um, all the little things that we should be in tune with. And if anything else in this fight class, especially what we saw there, is if you're if, if fighting is not for you, at least conditioning might be. At least paying attention to your body might be a new skill that you, you decide to take on and utilize to better your life. <sighs> it starts to sound like a life coach thing, and I'm not. Anything I don't think I'm anything like one of those life coaches, but I do want people to live better and be better. And if that, that, that comes under that title, then fuck, cool. Um, what I'm trying to give you in these classes and in, in anything that I do is make you better for the time where you need to be fucking better. And that comes from paying attention to your environment. That comes from seeing information and processing it and giving solutions and making decisions faster than the other person that's trying to hurt you. So being situationally aware is very important, obviously. Being physically capable, and that comes with the confidence of you putting a little bit of work into your training and your cardio and your weightlifting, anything that makes you feel more more powerful, gives you a sense of fucking drive, like those things, you need those things, as much as people are like, oh, weightlifting doesn't do shit for the cage, well, no, it doesn't, because it's two different events that you're training for, but if you're doing one to help your confidence, your confidence is going to carry you when it's time to do things, obviously, cardio is going to carry you even further, Um, so that's a big one, But even the people with limited cardio, people who don't work out, people who smoke, people who do all these things, when they do these iterations, it helps solidify the things that they're strong with, and then it helps show them, us, all of us, what we can be doing better. Because collectively, the whole class learns a major lesson, and then we learn individual lessons for ourselves. And that's what's really great to see happen. So as we're tussling over a gun, I'm thinking about these struggles and, and how that person is managing that stress and how the person on the bottom is creating more stress because now they're like, well, let me amp it up because I don't want to lose either. So this beautiful combination of the human struggle, the the passion to be better. And then we get to, I get to see this when I, when I leave the range and the training environments that we're in after all the handshakes and, and the hugs and everybody's like friends for freaking life. We're all following each other on Instagram and and liking each other's shit. Like After all that's done, I take those little bits of what I saw, what I gathered from everybody every single time, and then I try to find them in everyday life as I'm traveling. An example would be uh, a parent dealing with a child that uh, is just – it's not even the child's fault, right? The child is tired. And they just want to take a nap. And we're the parents are happening to be traveling during the nap, the nap time of that child. So the child's just going through this fit. And the parents trying to deal with the child. Deal with not being embarrassed. Deal with not being a nuisance to the people around them. Because it does suck. Right? So when we plan and travel, we either plan and travel. And we care about the people around us. Or we don't. And if we were just more mindful of things, right? Like... Uh, if I know it's going to be a long day, pack some earplugs and a little snack bag that you can hand the people around you on a plane, little things that help ease the environment, which really what you're doing is you're taking control of the environment and you're creating allies within that bubble, right? So if my child's crying on my lap and I don't do anything to try to not necessarily apologize, but to let you know that I understand it's an inconvenience, uh, you're more likely to be like, God, that fucking person and their crying child have some control or make better decisions. Right. But now I offer you this snack. I tell you, Hey, they're a little bit tired. I'm working to get them to take a nap on this plane. This is what I'm doing. Uh, I really appreciate that. Like one, you're communicating with people, which already just eases the burden of the unknown, right? There's this, the, the sense of unknown, the unknown is, is what creates this weird divide and silence, but if you go up to somebody, introduce yourself and say hello and tell them who you are, chances are now they're not worrying about you and they're more likely to be an ally. It's hard for a lot of people. There's a lot of introverts in the world. I understand that. I am a quiet guy. I'm not necessarily an introvert. I, am a, I talk when I have to or when it's important that I say something. I don't just talk to talk and when i when i meet people i meet them with a genuine well if i'm giving you a and it's it's selfish and it's not i'm giving you a few minutes of my time to get to know you if i'm going to like you not like you decide to be an ally if you need me in whatever amount of time we're together on a flight or in a cab ride or We're sitting together on a bus that's going from the the terminal to the car rental lot. These are these little moments where we can learn to create allies while we travel. And I do this because I, I see how people interact in the classes and they become friends and then they fight and then they become friends again. And it almost solidifies their relationship as friends. So I try to take that and model it into everyday life as I'm traveling. I try to do that with people. I do that with with employees of locations. Look, people, we're all flawed and we all have bad days and we don't know when somebody's having a bad day. People can be smiling and having the worst freaking day because they're capable of dealing with their emotions and the environment. This is what we should all strive to be better at. Not perfect because nothing's ever freaking perfect, but we can be better at it. Uh, If you deal with, a a teller somewhere and they just have a shit attitude. It doesn't have to change your attitude. You can still be a good person, nice, happy, polite. It doesn't change who you are. Otherwise, you're absorbing their energy and you're becoming like them. And then it just shitties everything else, right? You end up taking it out on loved ones or somebody gave you an attitude. Now you have an attitude and and that whole, I said it in another episode, like hurt people, hurt people. It's legit. So for me, I don't let anybody pierce my happy day bubble. And it takes work. It's not fucking easy being positive all the time, but it's more work to be sitting there with this load on your back feeling like shit. So when when you deal with people, know that you may encounter people that are shitty. There's people that were in the class that were tired and they just weren't as receptive to information. They just wanted to do the drill and get through the day and be done with the day. And that's nothing, I didn't take that personally because I know that they're tired. I know that, that this may be too much, too fast for them. So we slow the drills down we'll do a little bit to cater to that personality. I do the best that I can to give everybody what they need and that's that's what I do for people in the class. that's what I do for strangers that I meet and I try to just do that and I'm laying it out more as an example of what you should try. Don't necessarily go out and do that right It takes practice and understanding uh, dealing with people in the public so, Uh, Little things to do is is try try to put a smile on somebody's face with something funny, quirky, even a compliment. Those things go a long way. And now, instead of just doing it to do it, you're actually creating allies. I'll say this again in another episode, but the premise of being good to people is because we want allies. As much as everyone's like, lone wolf, and I'll be the lone guy doing all this shit, we are hive animals. We are pack animals. We live in above ground fucking hives next to each other. My house, the next house, if you do an aerial view and you wanted to make it look like a honeycomb and like bees live and they work together, it's the same shit. We're pack animals. We're just pack animals in a different way on a larger scale. What do you think a fucking sky rise is or a three floor building with six apartments? It's a fucking beehive. We're just like animals because we are animals. We just happen to think and have... Think a little bit differently and more progressively. And we have tools. That's what separates us from the animal kingdom. Look, if you want to be happy and you want to deal with people better, build allies. Have friends. Make friends. And if you need a little bit of a boost via fighting and dealing with that shit, come to a Rogue Methods class. See what we're doing. And just watch that switch flip in a lot of people where they were passive. And now they're 100% more confident more capable, more willing to fight and endure the shit life has to throw at them via this small drill that we did together. But every person that we reach, every person that we add a little bit of spice to their life adds a little bit somewhere else. So one person affects three, affects fucking 10. That's the beauty of making a difference and being invested in people. I wish you guys all the best and I want you guys to be that same way All of the world can change for the better as long as we're willing to do our fucking part. Take some responsibility. Be better. Do cool shit. If you're not following me on Instagram, make sure you get on there. Uh, You can find me at Raul.Martinez.Junior. If you're not following the Rogue Methods page, at Rogue.Methods. And if you want to sign up for a class, sign up Rogue-Methods.com. See what we're doing. We're going to be in every single fucking state. I promise you that we're doing work, we're trying to make people better, and I'm not going to stop until that fucking mission is complete. I love you guys. I'll talk to you again soon. Have a great fucking day.